to Coop with McCarthy in support on the inside. He takes the reverse pass and dashes 20 yards to touchdown between the posts. Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Treble. I'm joined by my loyal co-host and friend, Darren Brownie Brown, for the Charity Shield edition. Brownie, it just happened. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, Brownie. Yeah, good day, chaps, and good day to all the listeners out there. And I think we might have said it last week, chaps. When the Charity Shield's here, the first round is not too far away, and we'll go through that Charity Shield very shortly. But what else has been happening? Mate, not too much, mate. Still, I'm halfway through that John Gannon um, eight-week challenge off the drink. Um, you have your peaks and troughs, but starting to feel stronger and fitter. Played, um, We've been playing that game of footy on a Saturday and starting to feel a lot fitter and stronger in, in that. And you still sore after it. Yeah. I actually played a game the other day and there was about 1,200 and something first-grade games on the field. Between the five of us. I had zero, but they had a 1,200, so it was a... Uh, well, can you name uh, them, chaps, please? Um, well, Johnny Sutton, the, the, the great the 300 gamer, the only 300 gamer for the Rabbitohs. Willie Manu played 300 games um, here in England, former Rabbitoh, former Rooster. And Sammy Moa, mate, real um, star of that Rooster's side. He's played all over the world, Sammy Moa. Mm. He's retired a few years back. And Rennie Matua. Uh, a fantastic ball player, injury plagued, played for Australia. Um, start, I think he was a starting lock forward there once in a New Zealand game. Done his ankle halfway through the game, but yeah. I was just about of, to say, chaps, of fair players yeah, there. some great ball players there. My my son's actually doing that challenge as well. He's looking good, he's looking strong, similar to yourself. And he's seen that photo and he said, was that chaps in the photo? He said, geez, he's trimmed up. So, mate, it's working, chaps, and uh, stick at it, mate. And I bet you're feeling so much better. Yeah, you do. You're still, you're still tired and sore and all that, but you just got to, got to battle on. And uh, you know the results are, results have been coming definitely, mate. It's it's been good not to be off the drink for 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 this period of time. I can't say I'm going to be off the drink forever, but that's uh, that's the way it goes, mate. Now we might go to our first segment. We're going to recap that charity shield coming up very very shortly. It was over there at Cocker, wasn't it, Brenny? It certainly was on Saturday night. All right, we'll be back after this break. All right, welcome back, Brownie. Uh, we're going to recap that Charity Shield game. 28 points to six. Uh, didn't reach any great heights, to be honest, but um, I guess trials are a necessary evil. I know we, we've come out on the, on the ledger, a nice victory there, but a little scrappy in the first half. But defensively, I think the, the captain and the coach would be pretty happy with that performance. Oh, I think you hit the nail right on the head, chaps. Um, the coach and staff will take a lot of positives out of that particular game. The Dragons going into the match pretty much full strength. I think they only had two players missing out of their top squad in terms of Harme Sele and um, 
Raymond Mariner from the Bulldogs, who just recently re-signed. So I think JD and the boys, um, you know, will be quite happy with the performance. Like you said, a little bit scrappy, but that first 15 to 20 minutes, our defence was on song. They threw a lot at us at the Dragons uh, in that first period, and we stood solid. And I thought our defence really stood up. Yeah, Ben Hunt's a classy player, and he just—it was his first sort of hit out for the season. He was a little rusty there, but he just—he just tested us back on the inside a little bit, little 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 out in balls and stuff like that. I think he got us on one or two occasions, but the boys were able to scramble and nullify any of the half chances that came about. I think they knocked one on as well yeah. off a um, bit of a scrappy pass there along the ground, but oh, uh, other than that, I thought defensively you, you couldn't complain too much and. And it's probably coming off the back of a lot of those um, intense inter-squad games that we were talking about last week. Mm. Intensity-wise, defensively, I think we're up for it, Brownie. There was, mm. even, there was even a great shot by Cameron Murray, if you remember. He just come off, hit him with the left shoulder, dropped the bloke, and uh, I said, whoa, geez, I haven't seen Cam put a shot like that on for a mm. couple of years. Yeah, look, uh, we've came out of them intense sessions that you were just talking about, chaps, with a couple of injuries. But if you don't do them, you're going to go into them matches underdone. And no doubt about it. We took a lot out of them games that we've been having at training. And, uh, yeah, I thought our defence was really solid in that first period because the Dragons, they threw a lot at us. We didn't have much ball in that first period. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll be positive and happy with that performance. And completion rate, not too bad in trial, 78%. Um, that's something that's certainly to build on. You want to get up towards that 85% mark in the, in the real premiership points or on offer in the next couple of weeks, but um, certainly something to build on considering how many people are coming on and off the field in that second half. Well, we're always talking about ball control on this particular podcast, aren't we, chaps? And uh, we're always stressed that we've got to be up around that 80 to 85% to be competitive and win games. And 78% for a trial match, uh, the conditions were hot, uh, the ball looked slippery. So to be completing in the high 70s is a good start. Yep, certainly is. We might just go through... Um, this game, piece by piece, um, early in the contest, Brownie, a guy that, look, he's been trained a lot of left centre in the preseason due to, obviously, um, the big off-season signing, Jackie White, not being available till that round three, and knowing that Campbell Graham was probably not going to take his place, so they had to start testing a few centres. Richie Kennett was only out there three minutes, head clash, took him off, Brownie, and they brought in uh, Burnsy, and he, mate, he didn't miss a beat. No, and we've spoke about, uh, once again, Burns on this show for many, many weeks since we signed him, that he's a class player. And, geez, hasn't his career escalated over the last couple of weeks? Last week he was, uh, he's a train and trial. Um, he got named in the New South Wales Cup team to play um, a trial a couple of weeks ago. Played first grade last week and next minute he's playing in the first couple of minutes in the charity shield. But he's a quality player and, look, we're very short in that area due to the injuries that we've had to Campbell Graham and Jackie Whiten. And uh, Braden Burns could be a surprise selection come next Tuesday when JD announces his team on Team List Tuesday. Yeah, he'll have to make a roster move. But, yeah, um, look, who knows? He, look, he might be hanging around and playing in this Canterbury game Friday night. We'll, we'll do a, a TLT tomorrow. We're playing at Belmore at 6 p.m. I'm 50-50 to get out there. I'm still still looking into it, but I might get out to that one. But, yeah, we're, we're on our line there for, yeah, the majority of that first period. And uh, the first bit of good field position we got, we got down there. It was a nice spread from the middle of the sticks that went Cam out the back to Lockie to Dean. And, and Dean, this is the reason Dean's in first grade, is he's able to ice those play fives with a nice 
well way to kick and we're able to get a repeat set. Happened to be, I think he ended up with three repeat sets on, on the night through his kicking game, Dean. So, look, he, he wasn't involved a lot in that first half, but I thought I thought he was pretty strong, Dean Hawkins. Yeah, well, we just touched on why probably they weren't involved is because the Dragons had a lot of the field position and a lot of the ball. But, yeah, Dean is probably one of you know, the, the best kickers in the club at this point of time. And, oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, he was... Uh, it was no surprise that he came up with a couple of repeat sets because he does that week in, week out. Yeah, well, he's got this little floater when he's when he's about thirty out. It's like a it's an attacking kick because he just he just points that uh, his toes up and the ball just comes down at perfect weight. So our guys have got to either contest the football or as soon as the bloke catches it, you're going to get barrel. Mm, yeah. And it ended up um, resulting in a try before halftime. We'll get to that one eventually. And Joy Gray, um, what an introduction, little Joy Gray. Anyone been listening to us for the past couple of years knows that we called his first game in a South jersey. It was a trial at Heffron Oval in uh, January last year against the Tigers. He had four try assists and scored two tries. And on the second try he scored, he tore his hammy 15 out and was able to hobble over the line and still score. He has got... Um, a bright future and talking to some of the people in and around the club, he is the future of this club. Yeah, well, he certainly is, chaps. And it's a shame because that hamstring injury from that day had plagued him for probably a season or two. He's been um, in and out with injuries over the last couple of years and it was great to see him get his opportunity on Saturday night in the charity shield and um, what an entry it was. He's been terrorising our first-grade team for since he got here. He did his first pre-season. Um, he stood out down there, a little small, put a bit of meat on the frame. He's been driving them mad the whole preseason in that second team, whether he's playing fullback or jumping in the halves on the left side. He's got a kicking game on him. He's got great vision. He's extremely competitive, which you really need in, in the modern game. And you can well, see the bit of meat on the frame. He can break a tackle brownie, and he's absolutely fearless when he runs the ball. Oh, he certainly has, chaps. And there's, there's two areas um, when you're small that you have to be and he's got both of them. He's tough and he's brave. Um, you see when he picks the ball up from fullback, he just picks it up and he explodes into the defensive line. A little bit like a player back in the late 80s, early 90s by the name of Matt Sears. He was only small in stature, had a bit of speed, Matty Sears, but he just used to pick the ball up and run. And uh, Jai Gray reminds me of him when he brings the ball back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, Carmichael Hunt, smallish guy, but was pretty thick Think about the way he used to bring the ball back at fullback, mm. or the way Reese Walsh explodes onto the ball in the first few um, meters. He always makes the opposition make decisions. You know they have to come in on him when they didn't want to, and creates an overlap. And he did that well, a couple of times in the game. He threatens every time he's got the ball. It looks like something's going to happen, even if it's a little settler. But um, yeah, a couple he, of times he had the ball. He he put the defense in two minds. We won't forget his first involvement where it was a. Speaking of good kickers, Ben Hunt's one of the better kickers in the game. Put up a nice floater under pressure. I think the markers worked really hard on him. And the ball just dipped in front of him. I think he mistimed it because it dropped out of the sky. Put his foot forward, missed it completely. And he was saved by Lockie Elias, who came from the clouds absolutely nowhere. To, and Gagai as well to, to tidy that one up, to put pressure on one of the Dragons blokes floating through. Um, then he's... Next involvement was a one-on-one -on -one tackle on Sloan. It had to be made. He forced an error from Sloan. Sloan um, got the ball in his right hand and threw it to no one. And then on the next set of six, um, he's had his first touch of the ball and it was a big hit-up 
And they flogged him, and he got straight back up and played the ball. Yeah, exactly, chaps. What a great intro, his first three plays that you just mentioned. Um, but, yeah, he, he got on with the job. He didn't let that affect him, that little bit of a hiccup um, with that uh, bomb that he didn't catch. But, yeah, just got on with the job, and um, I thought he was real exciting throughout the whole match. Yep, and uh, about 35-minute mark, mate, um, Ben Hunt um, tried to isolate Hawkins. I think he tried to isolate him last year. And uh, it was Sewer was one-on-one -on -one and actually trampled Dean Hawkins to score in that match. Same oval, same position on the field, same end of the field. This time it was Viliami for feeder, big unit. Dean Hawkins chopped him right down with an absolute try-saver, Brownie. Yeah, it was, chaps. It was a one-on-one -on -one tackle that had to be made, and he made it. And that would have gave Dean Hawkins a lot of confidence in his defensive game, making that tackle. Um, you know, he went on and had a, a real solid game, but just before half-time, uh, to make that tackle was really positive for him. It's one of the knocks on him um, coming into first ground. Oh, look, his defence is not as good as Lockie. And you know, and Lockie is a fantastic defender. But, hey, he put his hand up. There was another big shot he made late in the second half too. He dropped a bloke. I had to make sure I had a double look and see who it was. I thought it was going to be one of the forwards. Mm. It was little Dean underneath, footy Dean. So, well done to you, footy Dean. And then just on the stroke of half-time, as I said, off the back of a Dean Hawkins... Uh, um, bomb, the ball's come down. The boys have been able to put pressure on the on the winger. Um, he's played the ball. Lockie's got into marker, worked as hard as he could outside in from marker. He's popped slow and the ball's popped up. And Hosty, he hasn't scored too many easier tries than that against his former club. Yeah. And uh, he got down low and uh, put the ball down for a, for a nice little start. 6-0. It was about a couple of minutes before half-time. Yeah, he probably won't get too many easier than that. Um, Jacob Host for a try. I think that was his third try in the top grade. But, yeah, great work by Lockie on, on a couple of um, areas in, in this particular try, the lead-up try. First of all, chasing Dean's kick downfield. And then he did well not to give a penalty away because he could have easily took the Dragons player in the air. He let him hit the ground first and then drove into him. And then, like you said, chaps, he worked for Marker. He really chased hard out of Marker, which forced the Dragons player to step off his right foot Head back infield, and Lockie was just square enough to get a great shot on him under the ball, forces it loose. Like I said, the ball was slippery by the looks of it, uh, forced it loose, and Jacob Host was jolly on the spot and picked it up and scooted away to score a try. But yeah, great work from uh, Lockie on a couple of areas. And then we're on the attack there, and it was a, it was a nice sweep. It all looked pretty good, and I might get you to explain this. Um, Tassie being a heavy left side player. The ball sort of was out in front of him. Look, you might Lockie passed the ball to him. I thought it could have been taken, but how hard is it to work from the left hand side and then jump over the right hand side for for a bloke like Tassie? It looks like that's the plan in Vegas to maybe get him on that right hand side. Yeah, well, look, they would have did a lot of reps in the off season, chaps, in that position. But uh, the ball to me probably looked a little bit hard, but could have been taken. But well done to the Dragons because they jammed in and put pressure on Tassie, which forced him to sort of like not get a good catch on the ball. And uh, the ball came loose and obviously the Dragons hit straight back. And that's an area where we've got to get better at is tries just before half time. Um, I know it's only a trial, but uh, JD and, and the team, they wouldn't have been happy with that, letting the Dragons straight back into it. In the first set after we just scored, there's a golden rule that you complete after, after scoring and we didn't do that, and we go in at 6-all. And just to reiterate um, the points, um, 
the only points they got were off an error from us on offence. So the, the defence did not allow a point all night. So uh, a bit of a back slap for them. We went into half time, six points all. Um, again, not a lot of points in that first half, but when it when we come out of the sheds, we still kept a lot of our big boys out there. Your Cam Murrays were out there, your, your Kepis and all that. So we decided to to put the keep the foot on the throat. We wanted that real nice hit out leading into Las Vegas. And speaking of Cam, congratulations to him and his missus there, um, baby. Yeah. Last couple of days. Yeah. How good. Congratulations to Cam and uh, and the missus. Yeah, it's uh, it's always exciting times. Their first bub. Uh, he'll look to get over to Vegas now, maybe with the team. I'm not sure. He might hang back for a couple of days. I think the team, are they leaving today, chaps? This yep. being Monday, yep. we're recording. Yep. Leaving today. A couple of might be leaving tomorrow, a couple of coaching staff tomorrow, one more day. But, yeah, definitely the team's out of there today. Yeah, so, yeah, This is Monday. We're recording here at the South Juniors. Um, anyway, 48-minute mark, um, Captain Cam. We'll, we'll really started to dominate in the middle in the previous couple of minutes prior to this. And Cam Murray... Spotted a couple of lazy defenders, run up, ball in two hands too. Brownie got the got the elbows up over the shoulders of the defender, turned around, passed the ball to Kepi, who was pushing up around the middle, which I like about Kepi. He's on the ball. He's got the big left hand mid out, turns around, does an offload out the back there to Pete. Pete to Lockie. Lockie was a catch and pass, but it was Jai Gray who exploded onto that catch and pass, mm. which forced the centre to come in, and he got the ball to Tane, and Tane had a two-on-one with with his opposite wing, and Tane had, had a bit to do. It was a nice pass from Tane to put um, the veteran Braden Burns down over in that corner. Yeah, it was a nice catch and pass. Chaps, in all tries, I, I like to break down the, the whole set and where where the try came from because sometimes uh, the lead-up work is more important than the try itself. And uh, for this particular occasion, it was a perfectly executed set from a kick return. Jai Gray brought the ball back. Leon Tehau took a tough carry on tackle one. Uh, like all good wingers should be doing, they should be in there, uh, giving the, their forwards a bit of a spell, get them time to get back. So Leon took that tough carry. Tom Fletcher then did a, another tough carry down the left edge, got up with a quick play of the ball, and then we did what we do best on tackle three. Cam digs into the line, out the back down our right-hand edge. Ilias, who hits the lead runner in host, who got plenty of contact meters in that particular tackle. His leg drive was unbelievable. And then and we hit him back again. Um, the ball came to Cam, like you said, chaps. He, he offloaded to to Kepi, and, and then we played on the end of that. And that's something that I believe we've got to bring into our game a lot more is our offloads. And that's what happens when you offload. You put the team and the defenders under pressure, and that's exactly what we did. We went the right way. We timed their passes. Lockie was, like you said, a, a quick catch and pass. Jai Gray did exceptional. Uh, to get the ball to Tane, and yeah, Tane was a, a catch and pass as well. And uh, yeah, Braden Burns over for a try. Yeah, and we're, we're on our way there, 12 points to six. And then it was a it was a big Tom hit up you know, in the middle of the sticks. He started to command a lot of a lot of bodies. And Pete Mamazellas, who had um, he had uh, the front runner was Davey Mawali, but he had a bloke out the back. So a couple of the defenders had eyes for the bloke out the back, and it was Davey Mawali steaming onto it, legs tackle. It's his first try in first grade. I know it's not a, a regular season mm. match, but oh, Charity, Shield, Charity Shield's a big deal. And Davey was a big try scorer in the lower grades, Brownie, wasn't he? When he's a real dominant force, he was scoring two, three tries. I think he scored a try off the kickoff in actually ball. So yeah. um, that might be a little springboard. And I've liked what I've seen from 
small minutes we've seen of Davey this season. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great try there, and uh, you always remember your first try in the top grade, and I'm sure Davey will do that on Saturday night. But once again, the lead up two power runs from the two big fellas, two Toms, Tom Fletcher off the off the um, penalty. We got a penalty, kicked it out. Tom tough carry into him, dragged two and three players, got up, quick play the ball, and then Tommy B. I don't know how many times we score tries on the back of Tommy Burgess. He drags defenders in. He got up and played the ball. And Davey, it wasn't a crash ball. It was close to a crash ball, but uh, I'm not a big fan of them crash balls. But he ran between two players, which is always what you want to do when you're close to the line. And there's an old saying, chaps, you run to the space and not the face. And that's exactly what he did. He run between the two players. I think Jack DeBellum was one of them. Um, and... Planted the ball down and uh, scored his first try. I thought he was real solid, David Mowali, the whole game. Yeah, he certainly was, mate. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed his defence too, mate. He hits his stings. He, he's holding them up. He's driving them back. Um, just what we want from Davies, effort on effort areas when we don't have the ball. Mm. When you gas, you've got to get off the deck and get to marker quick and all that sort of all that discipline stuff. He's a big body. If Davey does get to where he needs to be, where we, where we know he's got the potential to be, mate, I'm telling you now, he could change our season in the middle of the field. Mm. Some of his carries were really strong as well, chaps. Like dragging two and three players with him and landing on his front and quick play the balls. And that's what you want from your front rowers. Quick play the balls, landing on your front. That gives time for Lockie and Cody and Latrell and, um, you know, the likes of Jai Gray time uh, to obviously execute their plays out the back. And that made it 18 points to six. Um, probably overlooked it, but that second try was pretty far out wide and Dean Hawkins straight down the pipe. He, kicked, he got kicked really well. I think he only missed one. Um, the whole night, so he was very good. And look, we spoke about Joy Gray, but there was a, a really significant little piece of play. Though I think they put pressure on Dean Hawkins on last tackle. They've tackled him around the midsection. He's turned around, offloaded it to um, little Joy Gray out the back, and he just hits the gas like Mighty Mouse. And he went flying down. Someone grabbed him. He went around the roundabout at friggin' uh, Kingsford up here, the nine ways <laughs> roundabout. Then he came out of the roundabout quicker than he went into it. Exploded, yeah. chipped over the top, which sort of surprised him a bit. And and then it bounced to one of the Fay, the Fayguy brothers and he was able to go down there and make the tackle. And the, the, the bench went up. Tausa put a bit of social media out lately and the bench went wild. Yeah, it was Phil Blake style, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? I don't think I've seen a player uh, in the NRL of his calibre, the, the way he plays the game, how fast he is. Um, he plays off the cuff. And I know South, they've got big raps on this kid and hopefully he can stay injury free, have a really good season and I'm... You know, I'd probably say that um, we'll see a fair bit of him in the top grade in the next couple of seasons. I'm even looking forward to him playing a bit of New South Wales Cup and see what he could do at that level against sort of some slower opposition. Does he play 14 in the first game, chaps? Sir Liver Havili, I believe, is out suspended uh, from the Pacific Championship game uh, over there in the UK. Mm. Does he play 14? Would you select him this early? Um the only reason I would is if um, Cody's out. Cody's not available for round one, which don't think that's a fait accompli, Brownie. I, I thought without... He's not 100% to play in round one. He's going to take him, but it doesn't mean he's going to play, which would have Dean and Lockie, which I think is not a bad combination. It's only going to get better, that combination. Mm. Uh, they complement each other. Dean's got the great kicking game. Lockie's, Lockie's real, really digs in deep to the line and 
creates a bit of space for his boys out the back. He's still got a nice kicking game himself. But um, And you might have to have Jai as a bit of cover on the bench. Mm. You can cover some outside back positions. You can put him to fullback, push Latrell to a few other spots. Or if you know Latrell goes down, he jumps in there. If one of the halves aren't um, having their best night, as, as can happen on the big stage, or one of them go down, a hooker goes down, you can't tell me you wouldn't jump into hooker and yeah. replace Damien Cook and explode out of the middle. Yeah, like, no, 100%. If we're chasing points, Brownie, what if we're down two or three tries and, and what we're doing is not working? We pull a key player off, put him on. He could turn a game on a dime. This kid has got points in him. Yeah. Well, we've been predicting teams on our social media page over the last four to five weeks, haven't we, chaps? I'll be putting one out tomorrow and I'm putting... Um, I'm putting Jai Gray in as our number 14 for round one against the Manly Warringah Seagulls mm. over there in Vegas. Yeah, Manly ain't going to be no pushovers, no doubt about it. Anyway, we weren't done with the tries, mate. Um, 72nd minute uh, was a peed out to Talos, to Dean Hawkins, who, who summed it up pretty nicely with a nice pass there to Jarrett Sublu under pressure. Sublu, big floater up. Over the top and Burns, like a good winger, was positioned himself perfectly to get down and beat um, the bloke coming um, outside in. And Burns, he, he had a double on his hands, mate. But it, it was again, it was a nice, not nice, nice little try through the hands. Yeah, once again, uh, the lead-up work. I think Talis Duncan was heavily involved in the lead-up tackles, involved in three of these tackles, playing the Cam Murray style link man that he does, and then obviously he was involved the next tackle being a decoy runner. Then he backed off and got the first receiver and threw a nice pass, chaps, uh, to the um, – I think it might have been Dean Hawkins or Lockie Ilias. Um, it was outstanding. It was catch and pass. It was like a halfback playing in, in, a, in a big body. Uh, I thought he was heavily involved in them three tackles leading into that try. And, uh, yeah, Burns has got a double. Yeah, Dean as well, mate. Uh, on the previous play, Dean – Played first receiver on the left-hand side and almost put Jai Gray through a half-hole. And while he's while Jai Gray's playing the ball, he jumps out and gets um, too wide off the back of Talos and he had a big contribution to that play. Don't worry about that. Sublu, good story. Looked um, just to get through the game against Manly last week. Didn't, didn't want to engage the line too much. Coming back from a pretty serious ACL. Um, real confidence booster for the young fella. Oh, there was a lot of jubilation on the sideline when the cameras... Pan to him. Uh, there was a lot of cheering and that going on. So while it is only a trial match, uh, the game does mean a lot to a lot of players and he's probably one of them players that uh, excelled in, in this um, position. Yeah, well, he, you know, it's all about opportunity. Rugby league, isn't it, mate? And Jarrett got that um, opportunity. And oh, we had a good chat to him at, after the New South Wales Cup Grand Final, the post-match function. We were well lubricated by then. We had a couple of beers, but uh, yeah, yeah, he was um, telling me he's looking forward to next year and trying to get out there and prove, not to the fans, but prove to himself that um, he, he's still got a bit to offer. And the game wasn't finished here yet, Brownie. We marched up. We got a penalty just about off 45 metres out. And um, you'd think we'd just settle it and try and finish it off. Nah, Joe Gray grabs the ball, left footer. Kicks it from his own 45 metre, lands a half a metre out from the goal line. That that was a that was a ballsy play for a start, and very it shows a lot of confidence how much confidence this kid's got. Mm. And then um, it's a little catch and pass um, from left to right, and the playmaker himself, um, Tane Milne, he gets it, 
kicks it over the top. He wasn't sure if it was a grubber or a, or a chip kick. And uh, Richie Kenner got back on the field. Good on you, big Richie. Come flying through for a try. And, the yeah, the Rabbitohs bench went up as one, mate. They went really wild. And they actually interviewed JD after it. And uh, Cooper Cronk was saying, um, geez, I haven't seen a sideline that happy in a trial game for a while. You, you sort of you just look like a happy group. And he said, well, it's not every day that you Tane Milne gets to try assist off a kick off his shin. <laughs> uh, and he, he, he was a bit of a funny call, I thought. Yeah, and like you said, chaps, uh, I'm sure. And like you said, chaps, I seen an interview with Tane, and he said, "Yeah, it wasn't a chip kick, and it wasn't a grubber. It was an in between. So that's the first type of kick I've seen as an in between. But yeah, look, it come off, and Richie Kenner was over to score right on the hooter, and um, yeah." You know, that's, that score was well-deserving because I thought our defence was outstanding throughout the whole game. And we had a, a number of players who put their hand up and were great performance. Yeah, we might go through some of those players. Um, Jacob Gagoy was on sort of um, on watch, wasn't he? You know, everyone was wanting to keep an eye on him and see what he could do. And I thought he did some outstanding things. Um, I think in that first half he was playing fullback. He was out the back of shape and he did a catch and pass under pressure like a, like a Cody Walker would do. Mm. Or a Latrell Mitchell. Um, we've seen him coming back to, to cover for Joy Gray's error. Um, double back and pick the ball up, which is what which is that's exactly what you want from your, your fullback to come every now and again you've got to roll the sleeves up and and cover for things like that. Defensively he was strong. He, he likes a tough carry. And the thing about him, Brandy, which I think he's gonna um, get a ticket to Vegas is he can cover right wing, right centre and fullback. He can mm. cover a few positions. He's not just a specialist in one spot. Yeah, once again, well, I've named him in our predicted team, which will be uploaded tomorrow on the right wing. Now, whether JD listens to me or he makes his own decisions. But, um, yeah, I thought he was very busy. He plays exactly like his brother. He plays with a lot of energy. He plays very high intensity. Uh, he runs like his brother. He looks like his brother. I thought he was his brother there at times, but um, yeah, look, he he's going to be uh, he's going to be thereabouts in the selection process. They have got the uh, exemption from the suspension that he received in the last game uh, of the New South Wales Cup. He was suspended for a week. South had to apply to the league to get that lifted. They've done that. He's on the plane to Vegas and he's in the running to making his debut against. Manly over there for round one. Yep, no, no doubt about that, mate. The next player I wanted to focus on was a bit of a surprise off-season recruit. Big Sean Kepi, I think he comes in with 79 first-grade games. Um, he he looks like a fine brownie, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a starter. Him and Junior were pretty strong down the middle of that field. Um, they were a bit of a handful, and I noticed in that first 10 minutes that they can get off the ground quick if they make a tackle as well and get to market, which is important. Yeah, it looks he looks trim. Uh, it looks like he's been doing a lot of work in the off season on his fitness. He seems to have lost a little bit of weight, trimmed up, and I thought he was outstanding. His carries and some of his defence um, were excellent, and it's exactly what we needed in our pack: someone uh, with a big body to help Tom Burgess. Apart from Tom and uh, Sean Kepi, now we probably had a, a relatively small middle. In terms of Junior, who gets through a mountain of work, he was outstanding again the other night. Junior, he needed help, uh, and one big body is not enough. And 
now we've got uh, Sean Cappy there, I think we'll be right now. And Junior, we really need him to um, put his best foot forward. Um, he's had 11 carries, 128 yards. That's what we need out of, out of Junior. Kepi, 17 from buck 56. So I like those numbers too. Um, Brownie from your start and front rowers. I don't think Junior played massive minutes either. If he's playing that 45, 50 minutes, you'll, you'll see his stats get up. In the hooker position, Brownie, a couple of wayward passes in the first half, but I thought he had a big second half. Um, young Peter Memozelis, um, he had his fingerprints all over that David Mowali try. Yeah, he warmed to the occasion, didn't he? Um, played a lot of minutes in a very important position there. Uh, young Pete. You know, probably Cookie's going to come back and take that number nine spot. But once again, Pete Mamazelis, he's a chance to play that 14 role if they're looking at not playing Damien Cook for the 80 minutes in round one. So, yeah. Pete. No, no trials for Damien Cook. Fox Sports spoke to him. It was Lara Pitt. Yeah, he was pretty confident he'd be ready for round one. Um, yeah. He's an experienced campaigner. I think we said it last week on the show, chaps. There's no real need for Cookie to play many minutes in any trials. He does a lot of work. He's very professional in his approach at training, how he looks after himself. He'll be ready, and I'm sure if he was called upon to play 80 minutes, I'm sure he would do so. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it, mate. Um, another bloke I wanted to single out, Keon, um, jumping over on that left edge. There's been a few articles about that on Fox Sports. Had they been listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast the last couple of weeks, they would have known that he's been... Um, parked on that left edge this year and uh, it's going to be dynamic when you get all the troops on deck on that left-hand side, Brownie. Great transition, chaps. Um, going from one side to the other, being on an edge player. I thought he was really strong, Keon. Um, got through his work nicely. I'm sure he'd be happy with his performance. He's only going to get better there, like you said, when the big stars return. Um, is it a ploy to start hitting our lead runners a little bit more? and going out the back every time. Uh, by the looks of it, uh, we did that on Saturday night in the charity show. We hit our lead runners and we had a lot of success from it. Uh, Jacob Host, we indicated just prior, uh, set up a try with a lot of post-contact metres from Lockie hitting the lead runner. So, yeah, expect our lead runners to be uh, involved in our attack a lot more this year. Yeah, we want our, we want our edge-back rollers um, running hard at half-backs and five-eighths and uh, creating opportunities, not just being... One out battering rams coming off our line. We want them to be able to play some football and put some plays on because we know they um, they've got high skill levels in, like in particular. Care on Kalamatangi, your Jai Arrows, your Hosties, your, your Thomas Fletchers, who I reckon he's right in the mix there. Like Thomas, I, yeah, like I said before, chaps, um, the lead up plays on tries are probably more important than the tries sometimes. And by hitting the lead runner, dragging a couple of defenders in, mean you can go straight back down that side with the likes of Latrell, Cody, uh, Lockie, you know, um, playing little unders plays and short plays down that short side and putting our wingers away in open space. So don't be surprised to watch them plays come over the next couple of weeks. And Captain Cam, um, the longer the game went on, I was surprised he was even out there in the second half, but the longer the game went on, the more the Dragons just had no chance to contain this bloke. Yeah, what a It was player. almost unfair, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it uh, certainly was. And, and they were pretty, like we said at the start of the show, they were full strength just about. And Cam was just doing Cam. That's what he does week in, week out. And once again, uh, with the inclusion of Talis Duncan, this kid can play. He plays exactly like Cam Murray. Uh, he's heavily involved whenever he's on the field, Talis Duncan. It gives Cam a spell 
and it gives them an option to play on an edge as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, you know, if they want to freshen him up at any stage, Cam, and so he's not rolling the sleeves up and knocking out 49, 50 tackles and all them carries, um, look, it's definitely an option to bring him on at some stage, to tie up the middle of the field, get him to get his hands in the ball and have Cam as a real attacking um, edge weapon on that left-hand side when Keon comes off. So, Well, he did it for the Australian option. side, didn't he? So. Oh, he was outstanding for that, that Australian game where he scored a couple of tries there. So absolutely brilliant. Anyone else you wanted to single out there, Brandon? We've spoken about Jai, um, 171 murders. He, had, he got a fair bit done. I think he had the most post-contact murders in the game. So, oh, besides Sean Kepi, Sean Kepi sort of topped that. But yeah, I, I'd just like to mention Tom Fletcher as well. I thought Tom was really strong. Mm. Um, you know, a couple of injuries last year kept him out for some of the season, but he came back really strong. Uh, he looks to have put on a bit of size. He was very hard to handle. Like I said, he played his role in a couple of them lead up tr in the lead up to a couple of the tries. So I thought he was really strong. I, like to mention Tom Fletcher and uh, looking for a big season from him. There, I know there's a lot of talk around him uh, making his debut this year, and, and I'm one of them. I'd like to see him uh, progress into that debut. He's got a bit of skill, Tom. Didn't um, get a chance to show it the other night because he played that real um, hard battering ram on that left edge. But there was a few opportunities where he could have thrown an offload that might not have been on. And in the younger days, in some of the younger grades, he might have thrown them. Mm. But he, he tucked it under the wing and copped the shot and landed on his back on one of two occasions, got up. And he made a, a real pack to get up and play the ball pretty quick too. Yeah, I think he, just from memory, chaps, and you, you're, you're the encyclopedia of the, all this information, uh, 2023 Charity Shield, he, that might have happened to him. He dropped a couple of balls. He wasn't happy with his performance. I'm sure that would have been on his mind. He's gone out there in 2024, and I thought he was outstanding, really strong. I mean, you, you, you're not going to win a comp with 17 players. You, you're going to need your 30 or, you know, at least 25, 26. For me, Thomas is in that probably 18, 19 players in our squad at the moment. He's If he's not in round one, he won't be far away. Yeah, well, I've, we're very equipped in our forwards at the moment. We've got no injuries. They're pretty much all fit. All our injuries are coming from our outside backs. It's a bit unfortunate for Tom because he's going to have to wait maybe a little bit longer, but who knows? JD might see enough and, and be putting him on the bench uh, or at least in the 17 uh, come round one. Uh, personally, I think he probably won't get selected in round one, but he's not too far away. No, that might be about it about the charity shield. 28 points to six over the Dragons and they weren't, they weren't probably at their best, the Dragons, but uh, they certainly had all their squad members out there in that first half. And they really, I thought they were the better side in the first 20, to be honest. Um, so they got a, a little bit to work on there. We might go to another quick break. And on the other side of that, we're going to talk all things Pathways, brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs. Welcome back, Brownie, and all the listeners out there. We're going to go through the Pathways results. We played Manly over the weekend in a couple of grades there. A bit of a upset, um, Brownie. And we, we've talked up this Harold Matthews side. Um, they've got so much talent. Had the odd injury. Um, look, they've been touched up here a little bit. It was very error-ridden. They'd get down the other end of the field. They looked, looked promising, dropped the ball. Get down the other end of the field, so... They're going to be very disappointing and they've got to start basically almost win out here to start getting themselves in a decent position. They've already lost two games in the first three. 
um, Coach Yoni wouldn't be happy with that. Yeah, he certainly wouldn't be. And apologies, chaps, if I don't know much about this. I've been on night shift over the last couple of nights. I didn't get to see any of the pathways. Um, but, yeah, a 24-6 loss means that they're sort of like behind the eight ball now. Two losses in a row after a convincing win in round one down there at the gong. Uh, they've got to start winning now if they're looking to play finals footy. Yeah, if they're fair income, they've got to... Um Basically, at least win the next couple. I thought they had a nice draw, but it hasn't panned out that way for them. And uh, they, they've got a bit of work to do by the looks of it. And the SG ball come in a bit underdone with some injuries and had a really indifferent preseason. A big turnover of players. Um, so happy for them. They've turned around and had a good win there at Redfern Oval. First game at home, 26 points to 22. And uh, a bloke you have got some big reps on. Um, he wasn't named in the 17, but he's come in and scored the first couple of tries. Daniel Wright, classy sort of player, isn't he? He certainly is. He's a very well-balanced runner. I think his uncle was Gary Wright that played for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So he's got some great bloodlines in terms of uh, being a, a footballer. But, yeah, two tries on the weekend would have helped them along the way. And a convincing win. Well, not convincing, but 26 points to 22 uh, a great win, and if they can keep on their winning way, well, they'll be looking to play finals footy. Yeah, you never know, mate. Um, so that would have been big for their confidence. It would be good to see them go on and uh, um, have a few more results over the coming weeks. Um, after that, there was a Jersey flag game. It was played in four quarters, and I think it was four tries to nil in the end uh, in the wash-up. We played a few different um, lineups. Um, Coach Tippy. Um, if you want to scroll back a couple of episodes, fantastic interview there with Chris Tip O'Connell. And it sounds like they uh, played some pretty good footy, Brownie. Yeah, by the looks of it, he did indicate to us that he left out a couple of his senior players. So he was just given a couple of the trial, train and trial players an opportunity. And yeah, he'd be sure he'd be happy with that performance. We might get him on again in a couple of weeks' time to see how they're panning out. They play round one in a couple of weeks' time against Manly. So I'm sure that game on the weekend, uh, he'll get a better insight to who will be in the 17 and who won't be. Yeah, maybe some of those Jersey Fleet guys will get a run this week against the Roosters at Belmore. Um, we're yet to find that out yet. But no, all the same. Um, good little story there. Mitchie Reeves, a local junior, just um, works his ass off. Absolutely loves rugby league. Huge South fan. He, he's come back from an ACL injury. Quite a significant one and he had his first touches and made a couple of line breaks and did a good job. Well done to uh, Mitchie Reeves. Um, and then it was over to the girls. It's always good to get that first one out of the way after a well, long-term nervous, long you? injury. Yeah. From, you don't, you just, it's all up in your mind a little bit. You just need to get a few runs. and Exactly. You, well, you're thinking, do I still have it? You know, Can I still tackle? Can I still run, pass? But once again, he would have did well, he's quick, a lot mate. of reps at training. Um, but it's always good to get that first one out of the way. For sure, in front of Coach Tippy there. Now the girls are on the Sunday. Lisa Fiola, who who have not been far away at all. They've only just been pipped in both their matches. They have had an absolute touch-up here. 28 points to nil, Brownie. Um, a fantastic performance from the girls, and uh, congratulations. Yeah, and like you said, Chaps, they haven't been too far away, so they would have took a lot of confidence out of them games, knowing that they can compete with these teams. And... To win 28 nil is a convincing win and I'm sure the girls will be really happy with themselves. They'll go back to the training field and work at getting better week in, week out and uh, hopefully they can go on a bit of a run. 
Yeah, Kirira won Duckett, the great Duckett family. They've got some great girls coming through. Um, she scored a double, and, and she looks to be a star of the future. Well done to um, Kirawan. And also the Tasha Gale. Yeah, they're just sort of falling off the bandwagon here a little bit. They were uh, touched up 52 points to six. Again, I didn't get out to any of these games. I had a few commitments on the Sunday. So, yeah, um, look, back to the drawing board for the girls there, mate. Yeah, um, certainly is, chaps. And once again, just go back to the drawing board, work hard at training. Probably a hard competition, this Tasha Gale. You've got a lot of the professional girls coming back and playing at Clubland. Yeah, it's probably a hard competition uh, to be consistent at this level, chaps. Uh, you've got a lot of the professional girls who return to club level before the NRLW starts later in the season. So, you know, you could be coming up against a team that consists four or five of them particular girls and a convincing loss to them on the weekend. But once again, back to the drawing board, work hard at training, try and improve on areas that you need to improve on and hopefully they can come up uh, with a win this week. Yep, that'll be nice. Hopefully they can come up with a win this week. We'll, we'll have a little chat about all those Pathways teams tomorrow on Teamless Tuesday. But that might be about it for another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. We're going to take you out with um, a mad, mad South band. They're called Boot Face Print and they are, they're a real punk band. Anyone that knows Dropkick Murphys, um, that style of music. They've done a glory, glory song, and uh, the band members are. I might give the boys a mention here. Uh, obviously, Mac is a good mate of ours. He's actually one of the maddest South fans you've ever met. He's got an actual South Sydney sock tattoo. The whole th whole leg is a sock. Would have took thousands of hours to get that done, but he, he's as mad as a meat. Actually, cuts brownies grass. Yeah, actually. I was going to say, he's my lawnmower man. Uh, he does the hedges. He does a tremendous job. He's a green keeper down there at the Meadow RSL, like you said, chaps. He's, good for, he's a good coach too, mate. He's, uh, he was with Botany there for a while and they, they've turned up with two, three less players and still flogging teams. He's been um, poached over there to the South Eastern Seagulls and he's uh, got a good young team over there, I believe. So, look, they've got the guitarist. Um, his name's Juan. Guitar vocals is Mikey. And on the bass is Macca. And on the drums is um, Freed On. So we might get Boot Face Print to take us out with their rendition of Glory Glory. Come on, 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 come on,